Yo, dude, what's going on? How we doing, brother? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good myself. Just looks like we're waiting on Ryan to show up. Yeah, that's about right. So, how has how has everything been within uh, within your little circle of voice acting? Um, I've just done a little bit here and there. Mostly, I've just been working on a comic book for. I finished one. Oh, cool, Dunning's on now. I finished one issue, and that's up on Amazon right now. So now I'm working on issue two. That kind of thing where you finish one just to start another. Yeah, it's just it's just endless and endless. Well, when I was doing the Minecraft thing, fucking like the ne- like the next week after I was done, I was like, so I'll get my sixty dollars now. And he's like, yeah, here's the sixty dollars and a new book to read. And I was like, cool. I yeah, that's mostly always how it is. It's like yeah, it's like I'm gonna get money now. Awesome. Done with one, start the other. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna add Ryan in. All right. I think I'm gonna do this without the. Well, let me see. Pop, 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 Oops, pop, crap. Pop, pop, pop. crap in the bucket. I did it wrong. Okay, let me try this again. Add the group call, not the other button. Hey, there we go. Why the buttons are messing you up? Yeah, I clicked the the call button instead of the add to group call. I, see. I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, Dunny, hey, there we are. There we are. Yeah, I'm the one fucking up, slumbering in late. That's okay. I was like fucking clicking the wrong button to call you, so you probably got like multiple calls, like going back and forth. Like, Jesus all I got Christ, was Ryan. You look like John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Oh, is, that, is that Bender? Is that Bender? Yeah, the guy. Is, did I pronounce his name correctly? Did I, I think not? so. I'm just double I don't checking. Know. <laughs> I'm just double checking. It's one of those things where it's like I don't remember really what he looks like, but I'm like. Well, he voiced Bender. Yeah. He voiced the Joker. So right on. That's good for me, I guess. Yeah, you got the you got you got the you got the whole beard thing going on. Everybody's got a, they got all thick beards going together. You know what? The beard the beard is almost kind of like um. I didn't really even want a beard originally. Originally, I just but I just got a lot more like positive response when I had a beard. So I'm just totally a bandwagon beard guy because people are like, "There's this girl I was talking to this one time, and she's like." You should, you should keep the beard. It looks, it looks good on you. I'm like, oh, thanks. And she's a very nice girl. And she says the most passive aggressive like things ever. She's like, yeah, if you don't have, if people, if guys don't have a beard, they think they're just some like, you know, prepubescent asshole who's not a man. I'm just like, oh, Jesus, fuck. All right, I'll keep the fucking beard. I've seen people go, I've seen people go to that extreme though. Like, um, my friend, you had this thick, thick, like Gandalf looking beard. Mm-hmm. Yay, Starbucks, everybody. Oh, I that's actually, uh, I got one. I made I ain't my no own sign use. selling out here. I'm going to the indie bitch right across the street. Ooh, Cafe Enchante. Yeah, four one five area code, motherfucker. No, I'm joking. That's Mine's right. fucking That's homemade, good. motherfucker. Yeah, it's all fancy right there. <laughs> we get, we get the, we get like you know how people get like all area code like gang warfare on that shit like with their three oh five, motherfucker. Well, dude, I remember that when I was in San Francisco and I met somebody from Modesto, which realistically from Sonora to Modesto is like a two-hour drive. Yeah. You really have nothing in common with these people, but when you're in San Francisco, you're like, oh my god, 209! We're like fucking neighbors! Woo! You know, that because everybody those- else is from like Georgia and London and, you know, the Philippines, so nobody's close to you whatsoever. So somebody that's my- in the same, you know halfway section of california that, that that's fucking somebody you could trust my job trust requires me of looking at a lot of like ids and i deal with a lot of tourists all day so when i get someone i get a lot of people from modesto so when i get someone from modesto I'm like oh i'm from sonora I'm like oh fucking cool that's like two hours away but 209 whatever and then like, like related 
there's one time I got someone that had a Tuolumne ID, and it was like one of the only times it ever happened. And we were just like, oh, is so and so? Because he he moved away for a long time ago. And we got this whole like, mm-hmm. oh, is that one Chinese restaurant still there? What about Steve's place and all this stuff just breaking down? You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Steve's place is still there, dude. It fucking just went past its hundredth anniversary. <laughs> I'm sorry, Austin. Not- we were, this this just became very very <laughs> like personal. <laughs> no, like- no, that's that's perfectly fine. I um I've only been to San Francisco twice as of right now, and I I have uh. The 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 continuation of how I keep meeting people over there is I keep meeting Japanese people. Oh, there's lots of them. Well, yeah, because you're yeah, very close to Japan of... when you think about it U.S.-wise. Oh, yeah. Well, like, the U.S. is, like, right on the other side of the water. But at, on the other hand, like, over over here, I don't get any Chinese people, so. Well, well you're, China even, ta- you're even farther away from China, though, where you're at. Yeah, yeah. You're literally, it's, like, it's, halfway it's... across the world. <laughs> Yeah, we get a lot of Canadians, though. Ironically, even though we're, like, an entire continent apart, Canadians like to come over here. Brazilians, which makes kind of sense because of the Bahamas and stuff like that. No, it, you know what the Canadian thing, what it is, is because I remember when I was in Mexico. Like, when you go, like, deep Mexico, when you start skipping past all the tourist areas where, you know, the idea of an American being there is kind of rare. You yeah. find a lot of Canadians, though, because Canadians go, you know what? Fuck the cold, eh? Down here, it's great. You know, look at me. I'm sitting out on the beach. Yeah. I got my own restaurant. It's the perfect setup. <laughs> it is. We'll have to ask like... David Rousey about that. Well, I think that's what uh, yeah. it is. Well, they just go, you know what? I'm 40 fucking years old, and you know what I hate? It's fucking snow and ice. I think that's something I haven't been accustomed to yet. I don't have an, We don't have snow down here. We barely have fucking cold in Miami. Yeah, I could see that not happening. Yeah, I me too. But at the same time, like whenever I travel somewhere, I'm always I try to go when it's the season, like whenever it's cold. Like when I went to San Francisco, I usually go around like July or August. And it's uh it's an it's a nice temperature over there. It's a nice well, San Francisco place. stays kind of like a pretty much like it, it exists in its own world almost. Because yeah. no matter yeah. what the fucking temperature is in like all the surrounding areas of California, San it just Francisco has its own biodome. Yeah. It's like a biodome. It's got this. It's a biosphere. Biosphere. Yeah, it's got this weird thing where it's like, especially during like um, the summer, like Mm -hmm. the first like two or three hours a day, at least on the Richmond side where I live, it's very foggy and very rainy, and then it's gonna clear up. It's gonna be bright and sunny all day, and then like, then you have like tourists running around like in short shorts and tank tops, and then like four thirty rolls around. Here comes the fucking fog, and people are like, oh my fucking god, it's so cold like you know just like that's why why are you bringing a sweater with you it's like 80 degrees right now yeah right now wait till it's <laughs> five like, o'clock yeah i feel like my family being from philadelphia because they would have they would have kind of like days like those where it would get like cold in the middle of the day like drop from like 70 degrees all the way down to like 30 so um whenever i used to leave the house here my mom used to be like uh austin before you go before you go here take a jacket take an umbrella and uh Here's a gun to fight off all the homeless people. Yeah, you and, never know when that gun's like, gonna come in handy. You never know when that Glock's gonna come in handy. It, uh, oh, before be- before we uh, before we continue with any of this, do you want to introduce the podcast today, good sir? Yeah, good. I was kind of waiting. That's for that a good spot. idea. So, hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Special guest. And my name is Austin Cook. Bam. Uh, Before we get too far into it, we should probably get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way because we just did a couple of things. First thing I want to mention is we were uh, were guests on the Painted Black podcast. Uh, Both Spencer and myself 
Pete, Lou, and Brian were awesome enough to have us come over, and they were awesome hosts and gave us a good time. So, yeah, be sure to check out Paint It Black. Yeah, check out that Paint It Black one. I think it's going to be a really funny episode. I thought everybody was pretty much on key there, so it should be cool to listen to. I'll say there's like the first like two. I, I've kind of fucked up my intro because Pete totally spiked me the ball to say something funny at the beginning, but there's like a gap in the audio. So there's a part which is like, well, Ryan's been, blah, 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 and then I, the audio kind of caught up a, d- a delay. And he's like, Ryan's a champ. I'm like, or he's not champ, but Ryan's been here before. He's a veteran. He's something to those effects. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> he was such a total opportunity for me to. Total opportunity for me to say, like, yeah, I got, I, I got, I got a shelvar. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the first, like, met, but after that, though, I think everybody was pretty good. And that was a really good episode. It was really fun to do. Yeah, it was, was cool. Funny. So, and like, how many times, how many times have you prestiged, Ryan? Oh. Uh, I I can, uh, um, so, what's the prestige mean? What the prestige? I, I, I only, I only got a pistol, man. I don't know, no way. K forty seven is. <laughs> and then one thing I want to say real quick too. Speaking of paint it black, they actually will be on the show like in the next episode or two coming up, probably give or take, depending on our mm-hmm. scheduling. So it, it's gonna be this yeah, all mixed match of all kinds of guests till we get to episode three hundred. When we get to three hundred, because we're just gonna be out of ideas because we've had you know we've had you on Austin, we've had. Yeah. We're going to try and get David Razzi on again, hopefully, pretty soon. And then um, Arnold Radio is going to come on. Arnold Radio, yeah. So when we actually get to 300, we're going to do like, I don't know. Did you, read, did you read the new Batman? No? No, you want to watch Dark Knight Rises again just to be like, hey, remember the first episode? <laughs> <laughs> you guys watched Dark Knight Rises on the first episode? Yeah, that was, the, that was our right, first Right episode. when Dark Knight Rises came out, we were like, dude, we should fucking do a podcast. And so it all kind of went from there. So I, in my back of my all mind, the way back. I've been thinking about 300 for a long don't time. Just... So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to go all the way back there. <laughs> well, I'm almost thinking, like, even though I know we talked, like, the living daylights out of that movie, <laughs> just just for, like, fuck's sake, maybe even just watch Dark Knight Rises and do, like, a commentary on it for, like, this is what we did on number one and 300. We're doing the same fucking thing. This is well, I think, bro shit right there. <laughs> I think that maybe a, maybe an audio commentary on it may not be such a bad idea because it's a long movie. We, could, we can cram that out. But at the same time, yeah. though, it's one of those things I feel like... It's like the first like hundred episodes, Dark Knight Rises was always like always somehow came at a topic because we would like defend the movie and then kick it down at the exact same time for something else. Now it's like almost like Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman almost replace it. Yeah, they're probably like just they're just covering each other in this blanket of like what is going on here. I don't know. They're in the same universe apparently, so let's leave it alone. Well, it's more like one of those things like people will like attack all those movies for something. And they're like, I don't blame the movie for oh, that. Yeah. I blame the movie for this over here. And somehow that always works its way into conversation. It's almost like Dark Knight Rises almost drifted away. But now it always comes back to Man of Steel. Yeah, Dark Knight well, Rises like, was there for a while. Well, like with certain movies, like let's let's take some reboots. Uh, I'm not going to do Go- Ghostbusters because I'll throw up in my mouth. Um, but let's, That means oh, you're but- anti-feminist. You hate women if you don't like the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, it mean it means you're a hundred percent feminist, Austin feminist, twenty seventeen, eh? Um, <laughs> but I've seen movies that end up doing some pretty cool reboots. The RoboCop reboot wasn't one of my favorites. I actually that like was, that like, one. It's not as good it was, as the original, it but it, I still enjoyed it. it. Neat. Yeah, because of all I the new tech about it. and stuff like that. I, I appreciated um, that they were like trying something a little different with it, but at the same time, um, I think it needed more satire because that's what RoboCop yeah. partially is. Yeah. Well, like it's important to understand, like, you know where a movie has come in so many years and if we're just looking at looking at it from like 
from the perspective of people who just miss the idea of the movie, like uh, Power Rangers. I'm getting I'm getting ready to see that movie, and I'm scared that I'm not gonna like it. Kind of just because like I've seen this guy. He's up he's up on Instagram. I forgot his name, but he did this fantastic concept art for like a better version of the costumes. And I I tweeted to the movie. I was like, why didn't you guys just do this? Like make it look all futuristic and stuff. And they emailed me, and they were like, "Go fuck oh, well, One of the, no. it, it was uh, no, it was it was more it was more of an explanation as to why. And they were like, "Well, you remember what Zordon said? We need teenagers with attitude." And I don't think rebooting the an exact carbon copy of Power Rangers is going to be with attitude, or like fresh or anything like that. And I I didn't really have an answer in the beginning, and I was like. You're right. Is Alpha 5 going to be in it? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do with that. I got a feeling they must have like a pre-ready response because they probably yeah. already have like a team ready. Okay, you guys handle all the Zordon questions. You guys handle all the questions about why the outfits look. You know, they got like, all right, yeah. we got one. Go, 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 go. Who's on Green Ranger? Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, I guarantee who's on you, the Green Ranger? Oh shit! I guarantee you, there's either a mid credits or post credit sequence introducing yeah. Tommy as the Green Ranger. Yeah. Well, that's something that I because the Tommy is always well, Jason Jason David Frank is has always been one of my favorite characters in the Power Ranger series. Kind of just because I've always been a fan of the sixth Power Ranger idea. Kind of like that guy that just shows up and he's like, he's fucking strong look at him look how cool he looks and he was evil first um, what was it there was uh i think it was power rangers in space i believe it is no was it in space, They've been in space i forgot times. i forgot which one it was but um uh they had the uh they had this this character the way they introduced the sixth ranger was um the main character the red ranger had lost his brother some years ago when he was in the black ops with his brother and um his brother died quote unquote uh, his body was possessed by this king who had a son, and his son died, and they kind of connected because he was like, I lost my brother. I lost my son. Well, let's f- form our powers together, and uh, we can defeat evil. And then his brother found that uh, Power Ranger in the cave, and then they became Power Rangers. And it was, like, the way I'm explaining it is probably how a five-year-old explains uh, a complicated movie plot. But it was just, it was really sad, and it was an emotional episode. I think that's one of the things that I liked about Power Rangers, which is uh, certain times in the show, there would be moments where you're just like, why are you tugging on my heartstrings? Why is this not just you kicking someone's ass? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the, if the show's been around long enough, they could actually do that. Because I remember Red, I mean, yeah. this is a way different kind of story, a day, way different kind of writing. I mean, it's still science fiction. Yeah. Red versus Blue, I remember when I was in high school and I watched the first three seasons of it. And it was all Red just the total. Blue is cool. It was all just a total comedy show, and action was very secondary. Yeah. By the time you get to season, like, I saw it all on Netflix, but I'll catch up on this. By the time you get to season, like, seven, they start having their own CG models, having, like, big, giant yeah. Final Fantasy-style yeah. fights, and then they actually had a real story. I mean, there's comedy still there, yeah, that- but it was all actually had emotional stuff happening at the very end. So yeah. it's one of those things, I think if you just hang, whatever the series is, if it just hangs in there long enough... Eventually, though, they will like the writers themselves get attached to the characters because yeah. I guarantee you when they first re- made Power Rangers, like here's something we can just sell some fucking plastic to some kids, you, you just fucking throw it out there. And when I, I bet like at, uh... that was part of their attitude for a while and probably to some some degree. But some of the people working on it probably actually 
grew attached to the characters, like the guy who plays the Green Ranger. Who was it? Uh, I I forgot. I forgot the name of the guy who made Power Rangers, but um, Saban. I met. Huh? It's literally the guy, like the, the, the Saban guy, who has all like the TV shows or like that. Yeah, yeah I don't know what his first yeah. name is. It's something Saban. No, it's uh, something Oliver. Actually, I think his last name is Oliver. Well, that, well, I, that, that um, might be like the main producer guy, but the guy because you know you'd always yeah. see Saban, the logo at the very end of the credits. Yeah, but like yeah. that guy is like well, the like, main guy. Put it all together, but then I know there's like creative talents in there too. Yeah, well, like when I was over there uh, at Animate Florida recently, uh, Animate Miami or Animate Florida, um, he was over there and he was doing a he was doing a panel that I that uh, David Sobolov told me to go to. And when I went over there, he was showing people, like, some of the first takes of um, Power Rangers. Like, some of the first ever released footage or some of the stuff that they went over. Holy shit, it was racist. Huh. Um, remember that when Power Rangers came out in, I think it was 19... Black Ranger I, was black, Yellow Ranger was see, Asian. See, that's not racist, though. I don't yeah. think that's racist. Well, no, that's... <laughs> it's it kind of, that. like, weird timing. It was it's weird. when they... When they introduced Bulk and Skull, like those two goofballs, yeah, I know Bulk and Skull. Uh, they introduced them as some real misogynist greasers. Um, well, they were kind of douchebags. Yeah, well, they went over like a few different times to get to get it like just right. It's like, is this really kid friendly when the bla- when the black the um, the Yellow Ranger goes up and starts beating the shit out of everybody, and like it, it was very violent. And like to to give that to somebody like a record like a producer, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say no to that. Um, but overall, when I when I ended up finding out that uh, the original scene was super violent and crazy, when we saw it, I was like, I think I actually remember seeing this. And the guy was like, Yeah, we we released it by accident. Well, Power Rangers was that show that. When I was a kid, there were a lot of people couldn't watch it because of the violence yeah. in there, which I was really, which is always like one of the ones like, dude, your fucking parents suck. But because it's like, come it's on, it's, like, it's not like you're out there watching, you know, some super R rated movie. It's just like, OK, there's fucking martial arts in it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I remember like I every morning on like uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie. I remember when I like uh, every morning in in uh, elementary school, they'd say over the announcer, like, "Okay, so today's Billy's birthday. Everybody wish Billy a birthday, and uh, this and that." And, yeah, and then like I'll stand. Also, before recess, remember, there's no tag, there's no football, and no playing Power Rangers because you know there's always some news story about some dumbass <laughs> kid who got kicked in the face. While playing Power Rangers, and then you're like, well, "That kid's a fucking pussy." Yeah, <laughs> you should take a kick to the face like a man. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. I just like, <laughs> you, all right, let's, all right, we're not gonna play Power Rangers. We're gonna play Bruce Lee instead. Yeah, just, just switch it on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we weren't. No, we weren't playing Power Rangers. We we're playing Clint we're Eastwood. Playing we're gonna play. We're gonna like, the dragon. Well, who's gonna be the big black guy? That or no, that's a Street Fighter. Who's gonna be the big black guy that like ends up like trying to rape the girl? <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> We're gonna pl- we're well, gonna we play have a the girl ra- in the group. So Billy, you're playing the girl. No, I got raped last time. Well, you're getting raped again, damn it. <laughs> in oh. twenty in 2015, they're like, who's gonna? We're gonna play the Revenant, right? And I'm like, who's gonna rape the bear? <laughs> I didn't even think about that because there's the part where who's gonna rape the, the bear? Well, well, no, I remember being a kid and like kids would want to play the most random things. Like, I mean, I get it because you're yeah. a kid, you saw that movie, but it'd be like, let's play cliffhanger. Or let's play like you know. I'm just one. thinking. The cliffhanger one was an important one then. 
Someone there was, there was a little there's... Billy off of a cliff. I don't know why. That was just put, that, that was really didn't go the way I wanted. It's basically <laughs> one kid trying to push another kid off the jungle gym. Is what it was at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, that's what a cliffhanger is. Ah! <laughs> well, it was always like, like, hey, how how can we create like this? You know, because I remember back in the day, I don't know what kind of like jungle gyms you had at your school but originally where i was at in Twainheart, they had the fucking wooden ones that are like super illegal nowadays because <laughs> you know you just you fucking like, like touch that, the wood and it's all splintery and everything because it's it probably made in the 70s or something like that and that one was always the one where people get fucking kicked off the top of the fucking jungle gym and go land on the sand and whatnot imagine well, we back had, like, imagine how many kids had, like, are playing like Imagine how many kids are playing like three hundred. Like how many kids got oh. just fucking Leonidas kicked off like a <laughs> off like a seesaw or some shit or into a oh, sandbox. See, by the time three hundred came out, though, that was like when they started really like pulling parks out though and making them kind of like as safe as possible. So I don't know if if it was like three hundred in nineteen ninety five, maybe, but three hundred in two thousand five or whatever, that might be a little well, bit harder to find stuff. I'm just imagining that morning announcement. Oh, go ahead, Austin. I think it came out in 2006. Oh, yeah, right? probably it's something. Seven or seven or it something seven, like that. I know that but. Six or seven, something around that area. But, I mean, not even that. I'm just imagining, because there is, like, when we were kids, there was that thing, okay, kids, just don't fucking play Power Rangers. Someone's going to get kicked in the mouth. And then now it's just like, now it has to be, okay, don't play Power Rangers. Don't play 300. Don't play touch football. Don't play the Revenant. Don't, <laughs> don't play laugh. Street Fighter. You know? I still love the Revenant one. I think that one's fucking hilarious. Like, there's <laughs> there's a... got to be some kids out there who who got Jimmy. Who... Stop raping the bear. <laughs> there's exactly got to be some kids out there bear. that's just like I'll be the Frenchman that kidnaps the, the kidnaps the Indian girl. That's had to happen. Yeah, it's like I want to be Tom oh, Hardy. Who's gonna play the hateful eight? Yeah. Who's going to play the like, hateful All these kids, they go into like some little like plastic house of house up thing, and they're all inside there. <laughs> it's like the yard dude is just looking like, dude, these kids locked themselves in there for 45 minutes at a time. What the fuck are they doing? It's like, oh, they're inside. Dropping the N-word, every other word. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're playing hateful Oh, they're playing American Pie. You know, it's okay. <laughs> After a week's worth of time of playing this game, all of a sudden, shit's going to go down. Because the yeah. thing is, there always was that kid that saw like the R-rated movies when he wasn't supposed yeah. to, and now with the internet and YouTube, I mean, my nephew, he is way more like my like ten-year-old nephew. He may not know ever as much as I do, but he knows way more than I did at, at that age. He knows oh, yeah. that like he knows what who Michael Bay is. He knows that like that um certain franchises and oh disney owns this so that means fox can't make another x-men movie and they can't make it that's why disney can't make an x-men movie he knows that kind of stuff so it's like i can only imagine that plays itself into the playground at some point you know what i mean so like oh no you can't be wolverine because disney owns don't own marvel studios not fucking marvel comics you faggot Oh yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like the way that you know the the way that things have gone, it, it kind at the same time that I'm appreciative that the comic book world and the movie world has kind of collided into this little baby, I feel like it's become more of an issue because of the fact that um really kids don't seem like they're very comfortable with you know the current standing in the community. Like I've been reading comic books since I was like a little kid. I remember when I got my first Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. Uh, it was about the same. It was about the same time that I got the game, the one for the PS2 that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I-, I loved it so much. I had so much fun with it. But then, like now, as I've grown up and as I've seen like the comic book world kind of grow together into this 
hipster morphed monster. If I could draw it, it's kind of like when Eric Cartman became that giant tub of bullshit. You mean on the, um, um, what the fuck was that? The Trapper Keeper episode? Yeah, the Trapper Keeper <laughs> episode. Imagine <laughs> that, but that's kind of what hipsters have become. They've become this this collection of retro shit and a new a, a nuanced like critique on it. And like it frustrates me to a degree, but it also makes me kind of thankful that you know, we're keeping an eye on the past. We're keeping an eye on, you know, what used to be and hopefully people are learning from it even though if they don't, they're still you know, bringing up older topics and still mentioning it. But at the same time, I see a lot of people. Huh? Uh, well, I've seen that. I've seen that like people, especially people my age, are starting to become uh, quote unquote triggered by everything that kind of like passes by their face. Like, God forbid they see. Um, I, I remember it was a moment in Ultimate Spider-Man when like Venom comes down and eats a little kid. Nowadays, people would lose their fucking minds. But when that came out, it was like it was something that just flew over my head as a kid. I was like, I ah, just killed the kid, so what? And I'm like, holy shit, that's terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's just drained like... that kid's life energy. Uh, regarding two different things, right there. Um, regarding um, first off, just on like on stuff regarding hipsters or whatever. I yeah. feel like that people. I feel like that there's almost different classes of hipster. Yeah. Like anything, like they all branch off from their yeah. own thing. And there's some people where just like. You got those that are very retro and they like that, yeah, like exactly. stuff from the past, but at the same time, it's ironic or it's so cheesy, it's cool or whatever. And then yeah. you got those that are almost just kind of like, they just, not that they dislike or hate everything, they just kind of like the fashion and maybe like some of the yeah. obscure stuff for genuinely. And then you get the ones that are like, um, there's more subsets in this, but I just, I'm just blowing it down to three or four here. We're going to categorize you. And then exactly. you get the ones that are, <laughs> they just got to gotta put them in a fucking box. <laughs> you got to know our no, enemy um, now. <laughs> Then you get the ones that are just like they're basically just I've seen them multiple times, like the ones that are very broy, they don't really have a whole lot to say. They just almost kind of roll their eyes at whatever they see. They just happen to have a lot of tattoos, roasters, an ironic must an ironic mustache, and then like a big puffy beard or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of things. And as I'm saying, like, I don't mean your I don't mean your tattoos. Like I see you actually I'm not, My tattoos I'm not are cool. well literally if you your combine tattoos. all three of us together, we <laughs> might actually turn into a hipster. That's the weird scary part. Yeah, no, well, I mean well, I've, the power I've had people of beard, Austin's tattoos, and my Friday the thirteenth, oh. the NES video game t shirt, we will become an ironic hipster. We will become the ironic team. Spencer has the glasses. Yeah, I got fucking glasses. That's what I mean. That's the scary part. You put all three of us together like some kind of like concoction, you know, fucking like stirring the pot like a witch's brew. And next thing you know, we'll come out and be like, oh! Everything's so stupid. Everything's so cliche. Nothing matters anymore. I got my best. Where's the craft brewery at? Is this a sour beer? Glasses. The fuck out of my face. Glasses, tattoos, and shirts. Fall together, my concoction! <laughs> Let's throw a fanny pack in there for the Blast. fuck of it. Then we're going to be like The Rock. Or any bodybuilder. Oh I don't God. know what his bodybuilder is. is cool. like, that's, that's where fanny I, packs I like, I like The Rock a lot. I think he's pretty chill. He looks really Dude, The chill. Rock's like amazing. Oh, Everything like, The Rock does is amazing. Like, I think we should only just I, throw without, more money at him. We, he's got the most money right now as an actor, but it's like, I feel like he doesn't have enough. He needs more of my money. <laughs> I, I will say this. Regarding, um, I, it's kind of like... Uh, 
if our podcast focuses on several different things, you know, I'm going to say Batman, Cowboy Bebop, Bruce Springsteen, Clint Eastwood, and I'm definitely without even noticing it, The Rock he's, is very, he's very much prominent. Become is he? One he of literally has prominent a lot of titles this? on our podcast. Actually, if you think about it, I didn't even know that. Get the fuck out of here! Really? We love Rock. We love we love Dwayne the Rock. You know, Johnson. he has about three or four movies a year. We pretty much see almost all of them. And then if he's not doing a movie, he's doing something else. So. He comes up quite a bit. Well, I was gonna—I was actually gonna say regarding um, you said your generation about like you said people getting triggered easily that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come back to the rock in a sec. We'll we'll, we'll close this out. Yeah, yeah for sure. But um, but I think that it's almost like we're at this point where I think people's hearts are in the right place for that some of that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's one of those things like people are almost kind of like not everybody, but a lot of people are almost kind of like they find out something like why does this exist. Well, it came from a different time. Um, people's views were a little different back then. Not everyone had as much of a voice. But now we see it, so we kind of acknowledge it for what it is. That shouldn't be that. Well, I mean, it, it happened. <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> sorry, buddy. We're trying to correct it. We can't make that thing now, but we can acknowledge the flaws of it. Like, no, 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 no. This is bad. You shouldn't, or, or they'll get mad. Like, if something's not tailor made for them, not everybody. But it's like this is another thing we brought up before. Like, there's that, there's that killing joke cover for Batman. The yeah. uh, the uh, um, with Batgirl that that um, yeah. Al- Raphael Albuquerque made, and there's that whole hashtag change the change the cover, and it was just like okay, oh, quick oh. question: Do you think Joker's gonna win at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, so it's like I feel like why? people kind of almost get too. This isn't made for me. Wrap everything in bubble wrap so I don't get my feelings hurt. I feel like, and I'm not going out. I'm not saying going out there. You should be able to. You just say whatever the fuck you want with no repercussions. I'm not saying that, no, but I, I do that. think that people are almost being too sensitive. Well, at the end of the day, you're in fucking America, where the number one thing is you get your freedom of speech. Goddamn it! So if you can't say or do whatever you kind of want, as long as it doesn't infringe on somebody else's freedom, I feel like it's okay. You know what I mean? And yeah, at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. like, dude. That's one of the main ways you make a comic book cover is you put the hero in peril yeah. because that's kind of thing. You're like, oh, fuck. You know, Riddler's got Batman stuck in this, like, pile of goop. Why is he in pile of goop? I don't know, but you've got to read the fucking comic to find out. Now, don't you? Just $3.99. And even though it's 15 pages long, we have it ready for you. We have an answer for you. Sorry, you got to read the next comic. But you did find out a little bit of what's yeah. happening. I got kind of a good compare. I got a kind of a good comparison here. Um, Let me hear. For, like, double standards and that kind of thing. Now, there is that movie, like, uh, there's this movie coming out. I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called Rough Night. And it looks kind of like a Bridesmaids kind of movie, like a, a girl, like, gross out comedy about a bunch of, like, female, a bunch of lady actresses, uh, lady actresses. <laughs> That's redundant. <laughs> but a bunch of What's actresses. It called? Uh, it's called, I think, Rough Night. It has Rough. Scarlett Johansson, and it has a bunch of, like, famous actresses. It's basically a party movie, and what's up happening in the movie, I just saw the trailer for it. They end up accidentally killing this hot guy stripper. And then they're trying to almost get rid of the body. And they're transporting around town. So they have like this oh, dead shirtless. Saw, yeah. They got this dead shirtless stud with sunglasses on as he's part of their group. Kind of going through parts of it. Now, that does not offend me. I'm fine with that. I don't care. But imagine how weird and awkward and kind of creepy it would be if that was reversed. Yeah. If that was a bunch of guys with, like with a girl with a dead girl in a bikini, they're kind of like lugging around, you know? And see, yeah, so, exactly. the thing that bothers me is that the fact that 
they can do that, but if the movie went the exact opposite way, they would be up in arms. We'd be shamed. Which is stupid, because it's yeah. like, it should be... E- See, I'm just one of those... I'm like an equalist. I think everything should be equal across the fucking board. You know, and at the end of the day, sometimes I kind of look at when people are complaining about different rights, it's like, they're like, oh, we're not equal, we're not equal, we're not equal, we want this, 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 and that, which technically what they're asking for is they actually want to be superior, and it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. And sometimes I think people forget, too, that... We are actually sort of equal in different ways, too, where women have a lot yeah. more rights that men don't have, and then men have certain yeah. rights that women sort of don't have. And it's just, I mean, that's kind of just how yeah. society's been built. But you know what I mean? Yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, if you did a pro and con list for both sides, you'd probably go, you know what? We're equal in just different ways. You know what I mean? And same with, like, you know, d- different races and everything like that, too, because there's certain things that, like, yeah. a lot of other races can do that white people can't do. So it's like, by that standard... You know, and then lots of times, too, they, whenever they throw out the, oh, Whitey's doing this, who they're talking about is fucking rich Whitey, which doesn't include any of us. We're not part of that group. We're literally just, you know, That's regular it. Joe White folk. You know, we're like one step above trailer trash, but not that far away, I guess, at yeah. the same time, sadly <laughs> enough. I'm only I'm only a little bit above red. <laughs> we're, like, we're like pulling up. We're like looking above the trailer, like peering over. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. pull up. just right above. <laughs> well, I will say that I'm not trying to, like, you know, say... I was just trying to make a point right there. I wasn't trying to like shame that movie for no, doing exactly. that because that movie doesn't that doesn't bother me. That movie's doing. But you were that, just but... giving an example. Is a stripper Tom Morello? Because that'd make my that'd make me really go see it. No, I don't know who it is. He's probably he's probably somebody, yeah. but I don't know who the guy is. But anyway, regarding the whole thing, you said like being uh, equal on race, yeah. race and that kind of shit. I still think I think you got a point that there's some things that people can get away with that others can't. I still think there's a huge divide in the country, though, regarding oh, yeah. things like regarding like, you know, I think de- white privilege definitely is a thing. And that's, that is see, definitely some, white privilege. I'm going to point that that's out. not all, though. That's not all. That's not all. I'm, I'm, that's I'm just saying white just people be, privilege. That's not poor. people. Just bear, bear with me. If you and I got pulled over by a cop, it would be an entirely different experience if it was. Uh, now, no, I'm not no, saying that like remember that time that cop, we were fucking outside eating Taco Bell at midnight, which doesn't sound like a good thing. And that cop showed up. And was, that sounds about the same thing I was doing last night. I ate yeah, Taco well, Bell. that was, yeah, I haven't had Taco Bell in so long. But OK, me and Doug, again, so we were fucking there's this, you know, Taco Bell. And behind there, there's this gym behind it, which that's actually kind of ironic when you think about it. And then behind right. that gym, there's this kind of cool pull-out area that you can kind of hang out and look at the highway and everything. It's just sounding gayer and gayer. It really is. It. It's gayer. It sounds like a 1950s movie. It's like, hey, you want to go to the cliff and make out? Except for it's like two dudes. It's like, hey, you want to go to the cliff and like suck each other's dicks? Yeah. Oh, you Taco Bell? <laughs> well, you Taco Bell. You guys want to go so eat manly. some Taco Bell under the... I put my dick in the, the chalupa bird. and you eat through it. <laughs> <laughs> but okay it'll be like a spicy tequila as gay as it sounds like okay me and dung were out there you know it was probably after a movie or something See, this sounds even fucking gay. it was a party we were a party oh, yeah. and i you were driving i was drunk god it's just getting gayer and uh, i like let's get some fucking driving I was okay so we're we're and out in fucking Dun- dunnigan subaru here we're sitting there. We're fucking just got gayer. <laughs> we're just putting the levels of gayness we're eating taco bell and all of a sudden there's like cop pulls up and this guy just comes out and he's just acting as douchey as can be and then there's another guy in the cab but i really do not think that was another cop i think that was like his buddy he was like dude i'll show you what it's like to be a cop it's pretty cool we'll go like fucking dick around with some people because that guy never got out we're gonna go pull over those stoners and well yeah and the guy comes up to us he's just like thinking we must be drug he's like what you guys doing fucking back here i'm like uh we're eating talk about back here midnight we're fucking back here (laughs) you know and he's just kind of going huh really what, you guys don't have girlfriends or something? Like, is that why you're out this late? And it's like, dude, what the fuck? We're, we're, what, the, what the fuck are you questioning us for? He's like, yeah, huh? He starts looking in the back of the car. He's like, 
What's in the gym bag? Selling drugs? Huh? Is that what's going on here? What's going on here, guys? I say, and he's like, what's in the gym bag? Like, gym clothes? Aww. He's like, huh, I, get, I, I even said, don't really look like it. I even, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I even kind of gave him just a little bit of sass. I was like, I was like, you could, you could see it if you want. Yeah, <laughs> no, we could show you. <laughs> we could show you. I had nothing to hide in that car. I was just, I just, I was working off a hang. I was just working off like just trying to sober up. But anyway, yeah, exactly. and Spencer was sober as can be because he doesn't drink. So, um, so we're just at this point where it's just like, dude, it's like, what the fuck are you hassling? And that's what I mean, though. It's like. You know what I mean? Like we're we're gonna hassle just as much as anybody else would have. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't yeah, say exactly. that. Dude. It's an entirely different experience. Because keep in mind that we live in a small little redneck town. People are bored. If you get like a young cop, that guy was a younger cop. If you get a young cop, he's on a power trip. He's gonna be big dick swinging around. Yeah. If you go to like if you come here and you talk to a cop, they got sh- in San Francisco. I should say they got they shit to do. They have yeah, shit they have to do. Bones. They're not going to bother. They're not going to bother with, what the fuck are you doing here? Or just yeah. get out of here. He's not going to shine his light saying, what's in the gym bag? Get the fuck. He's not going to be doing th- what this guy Well, yeah, because in San Francisco, well, I remember back in the day before, like, marijuana was legal. There were literally like, yeah. people smoking joints and, like, cops would just walk by. It's just, like, it was just not a big enough deal for they, them. They had bigger They problems. still fucking do that. When I was in fucking, um, uh, what was it? Um, what's that big park? I forgot its name. Um, park? In San Francisco? No, the other one. Uh, yeah, in San Francisco. Uh, Presidio? What was that? Presidio or... No, uh, not Dolores? Dolores? Um, when you're thinking. Dolores Park. Dolores, Dolores Park. And me, me and my friends, like, for some reason, I think it's every Sunday, uh, people gather up over there just to sit there and smoke weed. I feel like I hate that... Dolores Park. I really don't fucking like it, but yeah. <laughs> I kind of do because we were able to order food onto the side of the park, which was actually kind of nice. From what? It, to me, it just, I just, it's always so fucking crowded. It's always filled with a bunch of like hipster fucks and techies. So. Oh yeah, fuck. And yeah. I'm, I'm, fr- I have some techie friends and I have some hipster friends, but like, it's just like I can handle a few of you, but you guys and cl- the groups. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, a, it was a different time. There was this guy walking around with this. Uh, he had like these weed truffles inside of this little glass dome, and he would pick them up with a little scooper and he'd give them to people. And I was like, "Is this gonna kill me?" He's like. Won't if you don't jump off the hill. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I felt like my body was taped to the floor because I was like, oh, I can't get up now. Fuck. <laughs> Hopefully a yeah. bear doesn't but, come by right now. Oh, God. Yeah, God forbid. You're not far but, from um, the Castro, so that's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, oh. Just some big man it coming was... out. He's like, there's one. He can't escape. I seen the Revenant. <laughs> just starts running on the floors like this man. Just a man just literally running on all fours. It was like, I feel like if you see someone running, like, on all fours, you're, yeah, they're probably either insane or incredibly, Powerful. like, very animalistic. Yeah, well, they're very, yeah, like, like primal too, because anybody can run on all yeah. fours, like, that long sprinting, that's pretty good talent. Yeah, like, that's like a horse. Um, So, to, to switch over the subject a little bit, I was going to propose a topic that a, uh, a friend of mine wanted to ask everybody. Well, it, it was a friend of mine and me. Uh, what projects does everybody in this little conversation have coming up for them that you are excited and able to talk about? Um, Ryan, you uh, go you first. Go first Ryan's good. Okay, well, I got Because he's got special right. projects, but I don't know which ones he wants to talk about. Special project. Um, special project. Um, I got, I got one that just kind of came up. I meant to bring it up earlier in the show, but it just slipped my mind. Um, we started the second show actually. Um, I'm doing. And there goes that second show. 
Oh, there's the show. Fuck. <laughs> we lost Donegan. No, Donegan. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm starting a second show. It's just like, bloop. Ah, shit. Oh, there he goes. See, like, he's full on gun. See, that the podcast is like, yeah, go fuck your second show. You ain't getting no fucking second show. You ain't getting no second show on my podcast, boy. You dedicated to this 300 episodes. Fuck you. Oh, boy, Donegan. This fucking internet's just gonna get him. Gonna get him. Gonna get him, I tell you. <laughs> if that could not have stopped at a more perfect point. It, <laughs> I know. That, that actually, sometimes it's like one of those ones, like, even though it stopped and it's kind of a pain in the ass to see this kind of, like, take its sweet time to get him back. Yeah, but it, that, that was, like, the perfect stopping point it, it, for that. It really was, though. At the end of the day, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it is. It, this is good material for the podcast, I guess. Next ever now. Now, now, now we're at that limbo point. It's like, is he going to come back on, or do we just, like... I made the investment of buying jelly beans. Is that a good one or a bad investment? Um, well, Because sometimes those know, ideas I mean, start off as good ideas, and then about halfway through, you're like, why? Why did I do this? I, I'm about halfway through, and I still have some good jelly beans. No, there's a lot of them there that I like. Um, uh, most of the ones that I, I eat, boysenberry, I eat, uh, fruit punch, blue, very blue, red delicious, ice cream cake, roasted marshmallow, French vanilla. Um, the, the only one I don't like is the spicy cinnamon and the black licorice. That's the only two flavors I don't like in this one. Huh. Yeah, black licorice is such yeah. a... Like, my dad loves black licorice, but 90% of people I don't know don't why like I do not like it. I don't like it. It's very old people candy. It is. And listen, like I like jelly beans a lot. Like jelly beans are kind of nice cuz it's like cuz like you're eating a flavored gum but you can just swallow, you can swallow it and everything. You See, and the thing about like black licorice, what it tastes like to me, it tastes like eating stuff pre-World War 2. One even like it makes you look it's how, like a time look travel. how negative that looks. I know that that's literally like let's travel a hundred years back in time like instantaneously by eating. Let's that. eat let's eat a black pebble. Yeah. Well, this could either be this could either be Java or black licorice. Cheers. Okay, I bet you. I just got a text message. I bet you that's Ryan. Let's see. He's offline right now. Oh, what a, it's Tootsie Roll. What the fuck? That sounds fucking nasty. I like Tootsie Roll. Oh, well, yeah, but not as a. A jelly bean. Maybe it's not that bad, but that just sounds nasty. Well, the only thing is, the flavors here are really good because um, this company that sells the jelly beans, they make them, they basically make them to imitate the taste and the overall feeling of the, the thing it's imitating. Like, let's take for example the roasted marshmallow. It's very fluffy when you eat it. Like the inside is actually very fluffy, kind of like a marshmallow. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we jump over to maybe something like the um, uh, the coconut. The coconut actually has coconut flakes inside of it. Little coconut flakes, but coconut flakes nonetheless. Yeah, I gotcha. I appreciate the little things that go into, you know, making tasty little treats like these. Also, it's nice. It's a giant thing that I paid, my friend paid like seven bucks for, and I can just eat, eat them whenever I want, which... You know, it's kind of nice considering I'm in my room most of the time. Yeah, it keeps you, like, sort of occupied. Strange enough for myself, I'm really not a very big sweets person. Like, I don't like chocolates. I don't really like candy. I don't like cakes. I don't like cookies. It's kind of weird. And it's not saying, like, you know, every once in a while, you know, you have a cookie. And it's like, well, that's not so bad. But for the most part, I just have never been. Well, yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. You really don't want to, you know, push yourself with all that because in all reality – Eating all that candy and shit like that, like, um, my mom, for example, um, she, she would always, she would always eat so much candy and shit like that. 
it legitimately like tore apart her teeth. And she would always have this little jar in her room full of candy. And I was like, why do you have that? Do, is, does your diet only consist of candy? And she's like, it's there for anybody. And I'm like, cool. And then like, now I have a jar of candy in my room and I'm like, it's nice for a treat. When you get back home from work and you're sitting down, you're going to play some video games. You have your cup of water next to you. You have maybe a pretzel or something like that, maybe an orange slices or so. And you look over and you're like, oh, maybe I want to try one of these pina colada ones. And then just Yeah, it, it, like it gives you something a little small no. and so on to eat, kind of try out and whatnot. But yeah, strange enough, it's like, yeah, myself, I've never really been into sweets, which I think, you know, in general, that's a good thing. Because at the end of the day, sugar's just, probably sure, yeah. you know, you know, small quantities that whatever. But for the most part... It, no matter, it's like drinking wine you really shouldn't do it a lot you know it's gonna handle it's like they did a study like on like ancients in like iceland area and everything like that because back in the day they didn't have anything yeah. they pretty much had all meat diets because no vegetables grew no fruits really grew in those areas and you know greenland all like pretty much anybody who's norse yeah. like a lot of those areas yeah, exactly. so it's all you know a complete meat diet and at the end of the day their teeth were actually fantastic because of that because there was no sugar they had no sugar whatsoever you know and as long as you got meat and fat that's the key thing you can eat meat all day long as long as you got fat it's kind of that thing where they say as long as you're gaining that protein that you your body needs but you need the fat you need the soluble fat to be able to process it that's why they always say it's like if you're out in the woods and you're lost and you eat only rabbits because that's like the leanest meat known to mankind you'll pretty much die because you'll end up dehydrating yourself and you won't be able to retain all that meat because there's no fat in those rabbits Huh. So if you killed something like, well, if you killed something like a deer, that'd be different, though. Yeah, just ma- it's like the key thing is to eat that fat. That fat is like the key thing for survival. Exactly. Which, well, it, that's why bacon's so fucking good. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, yeah, because bacon, you, that's very important because it's got the fat in it, you know? Yeah. Or it's, you know, the other thing, too, is like, this is the number one way, like, whenever they always say when people, like, end up dying out in the woods, all they had to do, even if it's, like, winter or anything like that, is you just got to eat insects because that will keep you alive more than anything yeah. else. It sounds so weird, but it has the fat has the nutrients, has the protein in it, and all you gotta do is generally dig in the ground, pull up rocks, yeah. and you'll find them, no matter what season it is. And they but always you say gotta that, know which ones to eat, though, because yeah, certain, yeah. There's certain, yeah, certain insects, like, I can't just go outside and, like, eat one of the beetles out there. You gotta have some type of knowledge prior to going into it. But at the end of the day, when you get fucking, like, oh, you never yeah. know, like, I always like to assume that at one point, you never know, you might be just stranded somewhere, and next thing you know, exactly. Oh fuck! I'm out here. I gotta fucking survive. And your primal natures are gonna survive. kick in. You know what I mean? And, and then you're just like, like you're Rambo like, one. I can you're gonna this. be fighting it off. <laughs> you're like, all right, well, I gotta do this. Um, there was this, there was this thing that I did when I was a real young kid. Well, it was like four years ago. But uh, I went hunting with a few friends of mine, and we went hunting over in Alabama. <laughs> and I took, I waited, I waited inside of a tree for almost three hours. Like, we had food and everything like that, but I I wanted to do a little bit of hunting because I knew we were going to run out of the food because we were already – it's not a very big mountain, but it was a pretty big mountain enough that we were going to be up there for a few days. And um, I decided to be the one to go hunting because I brought my my bow and arrow with me. Mm -hmm. I did not decide to bring a gun because I couldn't get the license for a gun, but you can always buy a bow and arrow from – uh, Bass Pro Shops. See, and that's and, the thing, though. I, I like the bow and arrow, though. I always feel a gun oh, yeah. in hunting is like cheating. You know what I mean? There's there's it's no, like... Yeah, it is. Code. It's like a bow and arrow, like, that to me, that skill, that's like, you know, being out there in the wild, being w- at one with nature in that primal sort of way, yet you still have, like, the little bit of technology that makes you human. It's a little bit of both. It's It really is a little bit of both, because... 
Um, I've used guns before. I've shot my fair share of rifles and things like that. Uh, I was never generally scared of shooting guns, especially considering the fact that if in a tight situation, a bow and arrow is not as responsive as a gun. A gun, oh, yeah, like... a gun will take out my enemy as fast and effectively as possible. And if it's not a gun, if I have to fight a knife or anything like that, I can kick the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I train myself to disarm people and to protect myself and to, you know, really be ready for those situations. Um, but, you know, if people don't have that in those situations, I would suggest a gun for certain protection. Um, I don't suggest it for for people that don't know what they're doing, though, because... Uh, yeah, because I think it's like one of those ones like gun people should definitely if you're going to have a gun, you oh, better yeah. put the fucking training in just like anything else. Yeah. I feel well, like but, with know, a bow and arrow, it took me almost three months to be able to actually shoot a bow and arrow like straight. Um, yeah, not where it goes like floppy and stuff. But I shot myself. I shot. I almost shot myself like three, four different times. Or like and when it, you slap your fucking wrist with the fucking bow. God, oh, I, my God. I was holding it. I was hold. I wasn't holding it like this. I was holding it like this. Huh. And then I. I, it just whipped my hand, and I, I, I felt like I wanted to cry. Cause... You do that about two or three times, and it really teaches you. You're like, yep, don't fucking yeah. do that again. But no, it's, it's, it's a certainly an interesting situation. I, I sat up there for, I sat up in that tree for about four hours, and we, I waited for this little buck to come through. Uh, I found out it had a father, and that guy was, I think he was six or seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount, the, the amount of points on his antlers, I don't even remember, but um. I shot him in the back of the neck, and then I jumped on top of him, and it was not the arrow that killed him, but me, with my my forearm landing on the back of his neck, I broke his neck. Oh, wow. Uh, But the only thing is, the tree was really tall, so I ended up actually fracturing my forearm. Uh, What what fucking bone is this? Because there's two over here, the one on the far far opposite side. I ended up like uh, having a minor fracture, but I'm surprised I didn't break anything because when I fell on him, it was like falling on top of a car. Why is Ryan calling me while we're on the show? Yo, Ryan. Yeah, we're we're, we're still here waiting. Yeah, hanging out. We're waiting to hear about the. Uh, we're waiting to hear about the rest of your your projects. And hopefully, that one has like a better. Uh, little fucking know. I'll get back to you, Jeff. Okay, we'll just carry on. Okay, dude. We'll talk to you. That was a very real statement by Mr. Ryan Dunnigan, everybody. Um, I believe he legitimately hates his internet with a fiery passion. I know. I told him, I'm like, dude, fucking AT&T's got, like, unlimited data hotspots now. Get that instead. That's like, that's going to have, as long as you got the cell phone service. San Francisco's kind of weird about cell phone service, though, because their buildings are all made to withstand earthquakes. So lots of times when you're indoors, you get shitty cell phone service. So I don't know. But. Yeah. Well, like, I think that's awesome, because if they can withstand earthquakes and shit, that's fantastic. Well, I guess we'll find out the day that the big earthquake happens, how well they're built. But Yeah. I, have, you, have you had any earthquakes where you are in the recent uh, few months? Uh, yeah, actually, and the weird thing is, because where I'm at, strange enough, even though I'm in California, I'm on like, since I'm on the east side by Yosemite, you really don't get a whole lot of earthquakes because you're kind of past that fault line. Oh, lucky you. But um, there was one in Mammoth Lake areas, which is over on the other side of Yosemite, kind mm-hmm. of on the far east, middle California, give or take. Mm-hmm. There was one, and I remember I was just laying in bed, and it was like maybe midnight or something, and all of a sudden it was like, tuk, 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 and the whole fucking house started shaking, and it was a long one. I mean, it probably went like 20 seconds or something like that, and then literally maybe about 25 minutes later, there was another one, and I kid you not, like I haven't felt an earthquake where I'm at here 
in like maybe 20 years or so. It's really? been a long time. And even when I was in San Francisco, there was like a couple like minor earthquakes. But just depending on where you're at, like a lot of times they just kind of rattle so slightly that they almost feel like a controller vibrating on like your couch. Oh, weird. So you almost don't notice it that much. But this this last one, though, it was actually kind of cool how big it was. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Really? Like it woke you up in the middle yeah. of the night, huh? Yeah, wake you up in the middle of the night and just it's like you're fucking on a ride, roller coaster ready to go. Woo! I've never I've never actually been in an earthquake. The the times I I would stay in San Francisco for maybe like a week. Yeah, I'd say for about a week at a time. So within that week I'd be like, well, if I feel an earthquake, I hope I I hope I get to experience that. Not re- not like hoping to get an earthquake like I don't want to die, but you know, but you kind of but you want to see it though. It's this, it's this weird thing. Yeah. You're like, I want to see it fucking just like rock the living daylights out of this place. Even though I know it sounds dangerous and scary, but it also sounds cool at the same time. Yeah, like I want to know what it feels like because I see these videos and shit like that, and I I am I'm, I'm led I, I'm led to believe it's terrible because like the the crust of the earth is moving against itself, and it sounds insane. But then when I look at the videos, the camera is just shaking and everybody's moving around. And I'm like, I still, I'm not, I'm not, you're not buying me. You're not buying me. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones like, you know, for the the handful that I have felt. And that last one probably was the biggest one I've ever felt in my entire life. But as I said, like on the eastern side of California, it's, it's not really that big of a deal because where that whole fault line kind of knocks out, it's like San Francisco and San Jose and L.A. and all those areas are all the ones really affected by it. But on the east side, you're like, whatever, fuck it. Like once like California splits, we'll be like, you know, all of like 30 minutes away from like the coastline. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like it, it will be less of uh, you're basically made a fair investment into you're already on the coastline. Yeah, pretty much. It's like I, I just got coastline at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, Next exactly. thing you know, Yosemite will be right there on you. Like, hey, well, you know, you're half an hour away from the coast. What the heck? Yeah, my, my grandparents made the smart decision of moving down to Miami, and uh, we're right on the water. Soon we're going to be underwater. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely that there you got to yeah. think about. I'm considering, I'm, I'm definitely considering moving somewhere. I think, in my personal opinion, like, because I do want to pursue this acting career as far as I possibly can, because there's so many opportunities for it. There's so many opportunities to get like really good and to meet lots of people and mm-hmm. to just, you know, really get your face out there and to meet so many fun people and do so many projects that like, uh, I don't really know where to start because like that's now where all... are you thinking of moving? Uh, I have In no clue yet. I, I, I see places like, uh, I see places like New York. I see places like Los Angeles, like San Francisco. Now, places if, if, that I would if, like to. If I would put my two cents into it from my sort of experiences. Yeah, exactly. I would literally go either L.A. or New York and don't go to anywhere else generally unless there was a full-on job for you there. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because, you know, I, I originally, like my entire life, I always wanted to go to L.A., but somehow, some way, it's like, you know, out of high school, it was like, my buddy's like, hey, I'm going to San Francisco. You want to come along with me? I'm like, well, fucking ain't right. I want to go to San Francisco. Let's go. So we go to San Francisco, and I thought that there would be a lot more, like, kind of uh-huh. video opportunities and movie <laughs> stuff going yeah. on there. Nope, not at all. Nah, San Francisco, unless you want to work at, like, a TV station, like, that's fucking all there really is. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the day, you kind of realize it's not that San Francisco's not cool, but it's the half-ass L.A. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then later on, too, me and my buddy, we were in this band, and we're like, well, dude, let's fucking, like, we'll just go somewhere else to change it up. And I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes... 
there's that thing in you where it's like, I, I want to pick something a little bit different that nobody else goes to, but that'll be kind of cool. And we were tossing up like, we can go to Austin, we can go to Vegas, we can go to Tennessee. And we decided, let's go to Nashville, Tennessee. That sounds so fucking weird and ballsy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to make you the there, billions. In Nashville, it's like, don't get me wrong, it's kind of cool. But once again, it's like, you know, music-wise, it's got some stuff going on, but not really a ton. It's like the half-assed West L.A. West it's like, at the end of the day, I've learned that lots of other cities, not to put them down, but they end up being the half-assed L.A. Now, I think one of the few cities that won't have that problem is, like, New York. Because New York, yeah. I think, has got just as much shit going on as L.A. Well, Maybe New York's busy as fuck. And maybe a little bit different stuff, you know what I mean? Like, there yeah. might be a little bit more geared towards this direction in New York than, per se, L.A., but... Yeah, at the end of the day, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, pretty darn soon, I think that's the thing. It's like, all the jobs just seem to be right there, whether they be in Hollywood or Burbank or Culver City or something around yeah. Los Angeles. It's like, I think that is the key thing to be at. See, that's, and, the, only, that's the only thing that, like, I, I mentioned to my grandfather, I was like, I would like to go to Los Angeles. I really would. But, like, I've met people that have gone over to Los Angeles. They kind of made it. They made some money over there. And then they come back to Miami to show off the money. And I'm like, oh, what did you, how'd you go over there? And he's like, I just took one of my paychecks and I just went. And I was like, yeah. I like security wherever I go. Like, I, as I said, I work for Starbucks. So it's kind of nice that I can go anywhere I want and I have a job. So mm. at least I'm not turning my entire life away now. But the only fact of the matter is that <clears throat> um, one of my general managers, uh, they mentioned to me that she was like, you know, you know what you should do? You should go up to, to uh, Disney World in Orlando. And I was like, I could do that. And she's like, we have a store inside of Disney World. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. But where's the money? I, I, yeah. You want to pay for my you... first, last and security? Because in Orlando, it's. Uh, uh, actually cheaper than it is here in Miami, but still a considerable amount. Yeah, no, I, I've looked at Orlando before, too, and just certain things, you know, because they yeah. got kind of an interesting visual arts school there. Well, yeah, they have um, it, they have uh, the Full Sail University. They got Full Sail, but I, I've kind of, like, in some of the little research I did, it seemed like the Dave School was kind of, like, a little bit more superior one to it. You know, it seemed like more people had, like, a higher chance of getting jobs right off the bat from that one. So what would your opinion, look, what would your opinion be on me? Because I was considering this recently going back to college. Well, I'll tell you this. Since you brought that up, yeah. I myself, because here's the thing. I, I went to college originally right out of high school. Like, I was like, boom, I'll go there in San Francisco. And I went to, like, the Arts um, Academy of Art there. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll just do this. But then, you know, I was like... About after a little, like, one year in, I'm like, you know what? Like, I got an idea. What if I just fucking work at huh. it and instead don't do the college thing, but take all that time and money that you were going to just spend on that and instead invest it into making projects and doing freelance and all this kind of stuff like that, which, yeah, it's worked out a bit, but maybe not as much as I kind of, like, hoped it sort of would. And I think the downfall was is I looked at all these, like, 90s guys like Kevin Smith yeah. and Especially Robert Rodriguez, which I think is like one of those ones. Don't Kevin's I love Robert awesome. Rodriguez, one of my favorite directors. But I kind of, you kind of look at his story, and even though he did a lot of this stuff all on his own, at the same time, he almost has like, like the luckiest fuck. He's like as lucky as like a leprechaun as far wow. as like his story goes. It's just like, oh, we have this city in Mexico to shoot in, and everybody here's our friends, and oh, look at my buddy has a camera I can borrow, and oh, look at I got a place I can edit this at. Like, there's very small. Like, it fell together like, well. Like, yeah, it falls together. I'm not saying there's not some kind of like stepping stones that he has to cross. Yeah, but there it, it was but like for the a most part though. It's it like, was like a you know, and, and I I looked at all these guys and I felt like hey, and Tarantino and all this stuff, and 
I had enough. I had like over 10 people that's like, okay, these 10 people never went to college and they did really well. So that was all I needed to base it off of. I wasn't basing off one or two yeah. people. I was basing off a list. But at the end of the day, this is always the downfall I've noticed when you come up to like certain jobs and things like that. And this is what I call college because generally a lot of times you meet people that go to college and they definitely do not know nearly as much about filmmaking as people that are self-educated. Yeah, because they, because they go through a school that gives you a – they give you a degree at the end of it. They say you are now 100% certified even though they might not be. They You're getting yeah. official statements from official people that are saying – you are now qualified to do this in a professional environment. But when you look at someone like I, I've been only doing this voice acting stuff for almost like almost about a year now. And like, dude, mm -hmm. I, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about audio. I've learned so much about the industry. And like, I know people that are just getting into it now that want to do like audio engineering and stuff like that. And they don't know a fucking lick of it. And they've been in it longer than I have. And they still don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Because the thing is, is a lot of those people that go into like the college thing, it's they don't. The thing is, what they're missing, they're missing the self-educated drive. And you know, I, I know of a lot of people they don't. Yeah. Have that. That's a lot of times why people go to college because they're like, I don't know what I want to do. I mean, I kind of like movies, so I guess maybe I'll try this out. Like my parents are gonna pay for yeah, it all. Yeah, my fucking family. So whatever. <laughs> so you know, like they get to that point where they're like, oh, okay, they're just here because it's something to do. But they don't have that drive like myself, like, because that was me. I was like, well, fuck it. Because I looked at school. I'm like, all they're doing is pretty much telling you to read fucking books that are overpriced. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, I could go on Amazon and buy a ton of books used, learn a copious amount of stuff, practice my material, do freelance jobs, do it all like this. And, you know, I'll be, in a sense, superior as far as like an education goes like this. But when it boils down to later on, this is the only nice thing about having that college thing is this is what I call a degree. It's just a key card to get you into a door. That's all it is. Yes. It's a $100,000 card that you almost kind of need half the time because a lot of people, yeah. you know, certain people don't give a fuck. They'll be like, oh, dude, let me see what you got. Oh, you did this fucking animation. Oh, fucking awesome. Well, come on by, do this job. But a lot of people, it's like, it's almost like they don't care. It's like, oh, you don't have that magical key card that costs $120,000. Well, we don't really care what you got then. So just scurry on. Well, yeah, there was this, uh, there's this music studio, there's this music studio down here in Miami, uh, I, I think it's called, uh, Criterion, Criterion, mm. and they're a recording studio, they have a lot of very famous people coming down there, uh, I contacted the head of that, the head of that area, and I asked them, like, is there any chance that I would be able to get, like, a, an internship, I don't need to get paid or anything like that, I just want to get some type of experience, and the first thing he said to me was, well, we usually do that for only – we only do that for college students. We only do internships for college students, people that See, are – that's what I hate too. That comes back around to that equality thing. Exactly. That is not equal. That is literally just being no, I know. again, yeah. but like – Well, like job. the only thing is I didn't pursue it anymore. I told him like, you know, uh, I'll consider sending you over like my resume and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, listen, if you ever – if you ever really have – if you have that – if you really think you're qualified to be able to come over here and do it – send me your information and we'll see what we can do from there. And I'm like, perfect. Awesome. So as I get, uh, the more people I meet, I realize that my social skills, the way I talk to people, the way I meet people, that is one of the most important things that comes along with, I kind of have to build my own key card from what, from mm -hmm. the way you're giving it. Like, as I said, it's the key card yeah, at the end of the day that you need all a degree gets you. It doesn't yeah. get you anything else more than it's a Just way in. That you can, yeah. You can literally walk up to a door now, slide your degree through, 
and walk on in. Exactly. And you know what? I feel like, you know, in the back of my head, it's kind of like a fight. I, I feel like you have to you have to grind. You have to sit there and you really have to go through the nitty gritty. And as much as it sucks, like the only way you're going to make some type of money or you're ever going to get your face out there is by going and really putting your all into it. Mm-hmm. I can say I'm dude, believe me, I'm considering, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm considering going to college strictly because I want to do audio engineering and I want to do animation and I want to, you know, really get good at it. But I'm realizing the stuff that I'm learning currently I'm learning faster than college students are learning. Mm-hmm. My friend who's studying animation over in Orlando, uh, it's not at Full Sail, but he's at another college. And he sent me an email. He's like, hey, look what we're doing. And I'm like, hey, I have that book. Uh, it, yeah. it was the um, it was the artist, uh, the animator survival guide. And I, oh, I got that book. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, and like I've been reading the, through the, it. What's his name? Richard. I can't. Williams, I think maybe. I don't know. I think that's it's what Richard name Williams. And he, like. I, I, dude, I'm going through the book so fast, but I'm indulging in each page and I'm trying to really get the feeling of, you know, cause I've never done animation before. So this is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to get this old, old version of, uh, this 2007 version of, um, of, uh, flash and it's working mm-hmm. just the same as a regular, as a regular version of flash, just a little bit older. Um, yeah, it's mostly just a couple things will be off, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, but it still has the onion skin tool. It's still allowing me to it's allowing me to tween properly. It has a crashing issue, but I believe that's something more about my computer than anything. Uh, I'm currently getting it fixed. But you know, falling back to to what we were current recently talking about, um, the idea of a degree has been like fascinating me because I feel like if I go, it's going to be a networking opportunity for me. I don't just see it That's, I don't just see it as an opportunity to learn something. I feel like I'm not going to learn as much. I actually feel like it might deter me a little bit in terms of time. But, you know, in the in the sense of a networking opportunity, when I was in a, when I was in high school, my yo-yo my yo-yo career was much more prominent because people were videotaping me and people were looking at me on a regular basis because you had this social endeavor that now is missing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You were always around people. Over here, uh, like within the Newgrounds community, love you guys, um, I would end up like posting something there and uh, like within a day, I'd see like 200 views. And I'm like, 200 people decided to click on this and view it. Now, Mm -hmm. if I could do that and get like thousands and thousands of views and people keep watching it for some form of entertainment value, um, that would be something I feel somewhat as a blessing. Which is why I think I think what I want to do is I just want to go to a more high population area such as uh, California or New York, um, specifically because of mm-hmm. the fact that I feel like it would be a better networking opportunity for me. Well, at the end of the day, you want to be surrounded by people that have similar interests. This is what kind of screws me over exactly. is where I'm at because I'm just out in the fucking middle of like the woods and I work offline and everything like that. Yeah. I am not circled by Anybody. Oh, here comes Ryan again. I mean, I literally don't have anybody hey. to technically talk to about filmmaking and so on. Okay. Yo, Ryan. Dude, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my fucking internet. I can't get my... It's like Skype <laughs> in my fucking internet is like Ultron into this Ultra Omega shitty cunt that fucking works. 
Huh, and you, st- you tried restarting it. I retarded I restarted it three times. My I retarded it. fucking computer. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm about ready to punch something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well. Yeah, we're just kind of carrying on. We just assumed it was, it's that kind of thing. You're like, oh, he'll be on in five minutes. And then a half an hour later, you're like, oh, I guess. Has it really been a half an hour? Uh, I don't know. Maybe 25 minutes or so. I'm not too like sure. I, th- uh, I want to say you went out at like 44 or something. I'm just running the brakes, this motherfucking piece of shit. I didn't go as far as to like. <laughs> Download the Skype app for my phone so I can jump back in. But then it's like Skype app is different from like the actual fucking Skype. It's not the same thing. It's like, oh, now it's just like it's a a thing for other people to have the app on their fucking phone, not Skype itself. Oh, that's fucking stupid. So I'm like, okay, so it's basically like already kind of like what's already in my fucking phone. That's what it is. It's the same thing. They already have my fucking phone only has a Skype logo. Oh, yeah, God, I'm basically. just ready to fucking break something. Hmm. Well, I God, all I can say is that it's either that or AT and T's working on it right now, or something like that. Fuck AT and T. I have no problem saying this right now. I hope everybody at that company loses their jobs and they off in the street sucking dick. Well, they will be at 2020. They're going to close all the AT and T shops. So you know, I guess you'll get. <laughs> I'm not known being very pity and shitty. That's very, like, of the moment and very petty. But when you get, like, when this is going on, you just immediately, I kind of get where that thing, uh, immediate, like, fuck this company, fuck everybody that works for it. You know, I, I try not to do that, but in these moments, I get where it comes from for a second. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to fucking, hopefully this kind of gets on. It just, like, it's not working. I, whatever I do, I, I think can't needed the online. Like, they'll say, it's, it's online, but then I'll, like, click on something I can't get on the internet. Yeah, that's just, and nothing's working. Not your phone, not your PlayStation. Nothing else is want to connect either. I can try my PlayStation, but I don't know what the fuck it is. We're trying to we're gonna switch out. AT and T's literally going out of business. Well, they're not going out of business. They're just gonna close all their stores because they're gonna do everything pretty much online. Oh, yeah, everything is going to be online now. So, like, yeah, so like, yeah, they, you won't be able to go into the store and get a phone from them, or be able to answer any questions or anything like that by about 2020. That's wild, that's wild fucking evil. Well, it makes sense though. I mean, that's old school. I don't know. That's a lot of people. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm turning on my PlayStation now, seeing if I can get online. Because everything it says, I replugged it several times, and. It looks like it's loading on my computer. I don't know. I'll find out in a minute. Oh, I think it's loading on my PlayStation. Different Skype's not uploading at all. I don't know what the fuck it is. Don't let it on Skype and it's well, the only thing, it looks like it's at that point now where it's either going to work or it's not going to work. I don't think there's going to be a way of fixing it, so I don't know. If and it's I, really wanted to do, I really wanted to do this fucking podcast. And I just, oh, this is all I, I want. <laughs> God damn it. You know? I'm just, I'm oh, fucking, God fucking damn it. <laughs> this is, oh my God. everybody, this is the real life issues of a man <laughs> losing his mind. Wait a minute, I'm going to beat up and connect and... Nothing's popping up on my, on my fucking PlayStation. I have no idea. It's like it's the middle of the day and a weekday. Why the fuck is it so busy? Hey, the only thing I can assume is they might be working on it outside. That's... I know that sounds like totally like a fucking like answer. Like, you know, the reason why your internet's not working is because they're working outside, but that's not uncommon whatsoever. Yeah, I've seen guys outside of my house and they fuck up my... I'm so fucking furious right now. Let me try it one more time. And I got all this HD wireless... I've never seen this before. Where the fuck is this shit coming from? Well, 
Give give it about five minutes and then see if you can come back on and fuck if not. I guess we'll... you just have no choice but to let you guys continue to show without me, even though you know I got clear. I'm not mad at you guys. It's clear my whole fucking day for this. I was like, you know, what's the fucking point of anything now? I had I had until five. <sighs> I had until five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. All right. Okay. Hey, you're well... recording this for the show, are you? Yeah, it is. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I still found a way on the show after all. Yeah, so yeah he's on the show. Right now, you're like Larry King calling in. I feel like... Caller, uh, you're on the air. I, I, I feel like Austin this is... I've been there the whole time just listening to me fucking hate rant. Hi, Austin. Hello. At least you're not like, fuck the internet, fuck Austin, fuck America, fuck all this shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fucking here, fucking think we have a conversation of privacy so I can just pour out my soul and all my hatred. And <laughs> then so just get me just complaining about fucking AT&T for like a total of five minutes of fucking shitty static. Yeah, it's loading, so, I mean, yep, yep, Skype's still being a fucking cunt, and my internet's still not fucking working, so... Alright, yeah, alright, I guess I'm just off the show for the day. Okay, well, we'll finish it up, because I know Austin's got to get out of here pretty darn soon anyway, so... Alright, well, I know I can't hear you, but you take care, Austin. See you later! He says see you later. See ya, bye. Bye, Okay, Ryan, I'll talk to you a bit. Bye. Fuck Skype, fuck Skype, and fuck AT&T, bye. Bye. Oh, those things happen now. Alright, well, that was (laughs) funny. Well, everybody, I believe that is, uh... I, I believe this was a very productive podcast. We lost Ryan for like 30 minutes. Yeah, and it seems like Ryan's not coming back on, but that's okay. We had nice like discussions of like, hey, which we never really finished up. Okay, so coming back to this whole like magic key card, freelancing, doing it yourself. I yes, think yeah. I, really in all like the, you know, in the, the 14 years I've put into this, I do say, I would say go do the college thing. Just because that gives you kind of now some people wouldn't say a guarantee, but like it gives you a much but almost a key card. It gives you a much higher guarantee because you get that magic key card, and then if you combined it with a self education, because the thing is too is yeah. when you go to college, this is the one thing I always notice. You'll see stuff in there that when you're self educated, you're like, they fucking prove this much better, this this way and that, you know. Because I also got like a personal training certificate, and I, I literally just got that just to have it because I was doing personal training for a while, anyways. But I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You don't need it in California, but might as well have it just to have it. So I got one. And like you would read stuff in there and you go, dude, this, this isn't the right way to do it. But well, whatever, whatever. OK, I, I see how it is. Well, you know, you just kind of answer what they want. And that's all it is. You know, exactly. But I would say because myself, I keep going like, you know what? Maybe I will just kind of go back and get that magic key card. You know what yeah. I mean? Because going in, I feel like one. Going in there with all my self-education knowledge, I'll already be like super ahead of the curve anyways. I mean, don't want to toot my own horn here, but... Kind of like you farmed a bunch before going into a dungeon. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I fucking went out through the fields, trained in Final Fantasy style, and now I'm ready to fight the boss. It shouldn't be that hard, right? So, I feel that. And then two, that is definitely true. The social connections is almost the most important thing. Because the one time I was in college in San Francisco, like, I met fucking all kinds of people from all over the world. Exactly. the second that you're not there, you're like, oh, I don't meet fucking anybody anymore. I meet like a couple yeah, people exactly. at the gym and that's about it. Well, that's one of the things that you're kind of grateful for once you leave like high school. You're just like, all these fucking assholes, I don't have to deal with them anymore. But <laughs> I never had that thought. I'm like, I'm not going to be around a lot of people. Like, what friends did I make? And like, I didn't meet anybody because nobody, a, a small, a, mo- mo- a big portion of the people that were at my school 
weren't very interested in the voice acting world or the animation world. And I was like, you know what? I don't really have to deal with these people. And the people that were artists or anything like that, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have them like somewhere in my contact list. But for the most part, I think um, I'm still going to sit on it for a little bit. I'm still going to consider going to college because in all reality, all this all this sociability that I'm bringing to this game, I want to focus on it. I really want to just put all of my work into this because like obviously you guys are already on level 300 the old man orange podcast almost and like mm-hmm. in there this this is 290 i think yeah well happy 290 shit but it's like <laughs> it's it's something i'm gonna work on and i'm gonna get very very good at so and and this is if i was you this is almost how i'd look at you know go a little bit longer keep working at it doing it like yourself because that's the thing though it's yeah, fucking like read as much books as possible, get as many like little mini jobs as you can yeah. and get that experience in. And if you can skip the the college thing, dude, you're fucking um, you know, way higher. But it's sometimes at the end of the day there is something nice about having that key card. And then also too, even if you did it where like, hey, I'm, I'm doing voice acting, but I'm going to go to college and learn animation because it's technically in the same ballpark exactly. anyways. That's not a bad way either because you'll start meeting people that they're making animations, but they can't fucking voice act. Exactly. So they they like, need a guy that's going to go like, yeah, and that's just going to walk up and be like, hey, you guys, I'm going to be the voice actor for this one. And like, yeah, so that like that's the cool part there is you'll meet those kind of people and get that kind of stuff. And it's really at the end of the day, it's those connections. And it's like, yeah, you, you literally are throwing down whether or not you borrow it from, you know, you, you'll have to take those those fucking bank loans. But at the end of the day, it's like you got to think of it. It's like a sacrifice you're making yeah, to get invest- more in the long run. It's an investment. And once again, it's that key card that sometimes, you know, yeah, you can skip the key card. But also, I think the key card does make it a little bit easier. Because as I said, like I've kind yeah. of. I've done it for like 14 years and yeah, you know, freelancing is not bad, but it's almost like sometimes you don't get that credit. Sometimes at the end of the day, it's like, you kind of like, God, I just, it would be nice just to have like, where are you going to work today? I'm going to go work on the new Batman yeah. movie. And that's, and I got to, I got to work on it till fucking the end of time because there'll always be another Batman movie. And I'm kind of set to go. It's like, sometimes there would be kind of that nice thing. Then they'd be like, okay, I'm making this documentary for a guy. Now that's done. Well, let's go find another job okay, we need to do this project here and so on. You keep jumping back and forth trying to find new stuff. So the key card would be nice, and then you'd get all the contacts. You know, you'd start building that yeah. fucking list, which is really important. And then I think, yeah, if you did go to something like animation, because it's almost like you kind of want to learn something a yeah, little bit different exactly. that you don't totally know everything about. Like, that's where I thought with the Dave School in Orlando, because it was 3D animation. I'm like, well, that's the one thing I really don't know is 3D yeah, animation. You know, I've learned 2D I've learned music, I've learned voice acting, I've learned video production, I've learned, you know, comic books and so on, but, you know, I've never, I've, I've dicked around of 3D a little bit, but not really at all, so that would at least, I'd be kind of like, hey, it'd be a little yeah, bit more exactly. fresh for me, but I'd have all my other backgrounds that stack on top, because at the end of the day, you realize that everything, storytelling across the board is pretty much the same thing, it doesn't matter what medium you're in, that's what it is at the end of the day, but... Yeah, that's what I'm kind of at too. It's like, dude, do you do you pick a place to go, you know? But or even just once again, sometimes just yeah. going to like LA. Like the upside there is you get there's just so many jobs that are just so and if you're as long as you're in the area, you can easily just show up to all of them. Yeah. And you know, you got jobs left and right, and that's almost cool in itself, because yeah, there's always the ones you're gonna find on the internet, but Sometimes there's the ones that are kind of like in person yeah. that are almost like the ones that top them all. And that's and important you don't get because those. going in and meeting people is one of the things that's going to get you. No- uh, well, 
I hate to say this, but noticed. You'll meet yeah. people. They don't know who the fuck you are on the internet. Yeah. You could be just some douchebag for all they know. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'll be Austin J. Cook online, but God forbid I meet someone at like a con or something. Well, that's another thing. I'm going to a lot more conventions as well. Another mm-hmm. good way to network yourself. Go and meet people and go to the panels and have fun, but network. Meet people who are yeah. artists. Meet people who you believe would be interested in the work that you do. Because at the end of the day, holy shit, there's a lot of people at conventions. You make a few friends, yeah. they'll introduce you to so many more people. And the thing, too, is you can walk around, you can be kind of like the guy that walks around with a t-shirt on and just says, like, hey, anybody need a voice actor? Just fucking walking around. Hey, I'm here. Fucking hand out some business cards, whatever. Yeah, just whore, just whore myself out a little bit. Be like, you yeah. guys need a voice actor? I got you guys. <laughs> you know, and it's just one of those ones you kind of have to. It's that advertising thing you kind of have to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm getting to that point where it's like, okay, pretty darn soon. Got it. I think, and I think Los Angeles, it's like, don't, don't cheapen out and go to any other city that's not going to give you those. No, no, no. I mean, I think like, once again, New York, I think would yeah. be just as good, but I wouldn't even take Austin. I wouldn't even take Vancouver or any of those other places unless there was like one of those ones like they already had a job. Like if they had something, they're like, hey, you want to come fucking work on Arrow or The Flash? Be like, fucking hey, I'll show up at Vancouver or wherever the fuck they film that at. Yeah, but in the but most they, part, like if, aim. If you didn't get a job, don't fucking even go out of your way to those places. Yeah, exactly. Like aim for aim for the higher areas. Like for me, if I'm moving anywhere next that's not Miami, I want to aim for Los Angeles or I want to aim for New York or I want to aim for a high population area where I can – Possibly, hopefully, find a place where I can live uh, comfortably. If I have to live with other people, I'll be fine with that. But um, well, he- I, I do need to get better at my craft. That's for that's for sure. Well, here's a good motivational story, and I, it actually was kind of a neat one. If you have a chance, listen to it on. It's actually on Chris Jericho's podcast. But um, you, you know the band Black Veil Brides? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, the the main guy, like which I didn't realize that band's pretty much just one guy. Yeah, and did, everybody else yeah. is just high, high Ronnie, hands. Beers- Ronnie Beersack. Yeah, like that guy's fucking story, like when he was on there telling it, it's like, you know, he came from like fucking, I don't know, Georgia, somewhere back east. And he was all like, yeah, I just decided right after high school, you know, I I had this one little music video I made, which was that the needles and pens one, which he's like, yeah, I I just literally hired two people to play in that. It's like, I I wrote the song, but I just had those guys come in. I'm like, oh, that those guys aren't part of the band. Like, I used to think the whole time, like, oh, those must be the drummer and the original guitar player. It's like, nope, just hired hands. And he's like, I literally had that. That was the only thing I had. I fucking drove to Los Angeles in my car and I didn't have a place to stay or anything. So he's like, what I did is I parked outside like a rehearsal gig area because the whole thing is people are coming in and out day in, day out. So it doesn't look like you're, you just like living there or anything like that. Nobody really knows. And he's like, and when I was there, I fucking met Chris Holmes, which is the uh, guitar player for Wasp. And he's like, yeah, fucking started making friends with him and everything like that. And then he just kind of goes on. He's like, by being like, in a sense, hoboing it and just being in the area He's like, yeah, I, st- I met this girl and we started dating and she was going to be in the next Rob Zombie flick, which was Halloween 2. So he's like, well, I flew out there and next thing you know, I'm just the guy kind of hanging out as she's doing her acting thing. I'm just there in the background and I talk to like the assistant director or editor or yeah. something like that. I'm like, hey, you know, I made this music video and he starts going on. So it's like, that's a perfect example of just like literally just fucking hobo it and just but be in the area. Just literally... He just networked himself in the yeah, thing. He literally networked. And like, he, didn't, he didn't have to get the, the fucking key card to cheat his way in. He just literally fucking came by. And I mean, in a sense, I guess you could say that's how a lot of, you know, that's no different than, I guess, Axl Rose's story because Axl Rose never. Andy Beersack. Yeah, that's his name. Andy Beersack. 
But it's like Axel yeah. Rose, you know, in a sense, he, he too, like, he never really worked a real job. He just fucking showed up in L.A., slept on people's couches, talked. Yeah. To people, you know what I mean? One of like, his songs is literally all about that. So, you know, sometimes there's something to be said there. I mean, the nice thing is if you, if you know at least just one or two people, like, in the area, whether they be relatives or something like that, that can give you a helping hand. But clearly these guys didn't have anybody. So, you yeah. know, I, I think that is just it. It's just, hey, fucking show up, you know. Well, Hopefully a bear won't rape uh, you, and you'll be I good to go. A good, I guess that's a good little lesson for today, kids. Uh, if you don't want to go to college, just hobo Shh. it out until you find something. Hobo it. Don't, don't end up homeless, but just, you know, go and network with people, make a lot of friends, and, you know, eat your peas, and don't <laughs> and, and do not do drugs. And as long as you don't do drugs and become an addict, you, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's the key thing. Stay away from that stuff. But um, yeah. this is kind of fun. This is the other way to say it. This is a more, like, less hoboy way is – you call it like you're gonna go cowboy it. Yeah, you know I mean, go it's, cowboy. Like, it's like you're gonna get in your iron steed, being a fucking vehicle or a motorcycle, and you're just gonna go travel. I remember when when we went to Tennessee, I asked Dunnigan, I'm like, dude, Dunnigan, you want to come with us, dude? It'll be like fucking um, Easy Rider. You ever seen that movie? I have not seen Easy Rider. Oh, you're oh okay. Never mind. This joke's not gonna be as funny uh. to you then. But there's like it stars Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. I'm like, dude, I'm Dennis Hopper. My buddy here, he's pretty much uh, Peter Fonda. He's I'm like, you could be Jack Nicholson. And Dunnigan just goes, dude, Jack Nicholson gets beat to death and dies in that movie. I'm like, well, it's not going to happen like that this way, but still, you'll be the third wheel. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come awesome. on. You can, be, you can be the Jack Nicholson, but Jack Nicholson dies at the end of the movie. It, well, you don't got to die, it's but like, you got to be Jack Nicholson. into it. <laughs> that's, but, um, that's, wrong. that's the thing. Sometimes that is the thing. Just kind of cowboy it. Like, I kid you not, when I went to Nashville... The first three days we were there, we were literally just kind of like slightly hoboing. I guess you could say like hoboing it when you kind of have a little bit of money in your pocket. But um, I in those three days, I felt like we got so much fucking shit done. Really? It was like almost like the worst thing we did was get an apartment. Because oh the second God. you got an apartment, you got comfortable. Oh and it was God. like when you didn't have an apartment, fuck, you woke up at six in the morning and you did stuff till like eight at night. And then we'd just go find some kind of like poor because like. In Nashville, you can go get a hotel for like sixty bucks, and it's not like a bad nice. hotel. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's it would be like in a California that'd be like a hundred and thirty dollar hotel. Wow. So when you split that between two people, it wasn't so bad. Now you can't do that every single day, but boy, I mean, I kid you not, we saw so much in Nashville in those three wow. days. We did all kinds of things. We met all kinds of people, and then the second we finally got this like apartment, it was like everything just kind of went and slowed down. And there's almost something that be- uh, it's like. It's like your exciting life just came to a grind. Well, this is what I kind of say. It's like, this sounds weird to some people when I tell them this, but I'm like, dude, if you get an apartment, you should make that apartment technically not comfortable whatsoever. And the only reason I say that is you want to be, if you're in like, you know, LA or San Francisco or any fucking city, you almost want to give yourself a reason to be out. Like you almost want to have like a Japanese style. Yeah, you want to give yourself a reason to go out and You know what I mean? You want, like, one of those, like, Japanese apartments that, like, literally is, like, a capsule that you get in, and it's got, like, a little teeny bathroom, a little teeny kitchen. It's got, like, the TV above the bed. It looks like you're sleeping in, like, a camper, but it's, like, in an apartment building. Like, yeah. Like, that would be the most ideal thing to have because, you know, that's the kind of place you're not, you're not going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking kick it at home all day long. You're like, no, you're going to get out, and you're going to do shit and all kinds of stuff. Now, I guess you need to go out and socialize with people or there was funny. There was this place in San Francisco. It was called the International House. And literally what it was was just an apartment building for all kinds of like foreign kids and, you know, foreign kids being age 17 to 30 something. But the way that they had like the most weirdest structured rooms, like they were it was like something like I, I just never saw this in America before. Oh, but they, they had like two people were in one room 
and it was just like the square room and they had like a bunk bed and underneath the bunk bed was like their desk. <laughs> so oh like, no, I didn't see that. For like but I did say, sleep. I did stay in a room where like I stayed at a hostel and you know, that was, that was one of the things that I did when I got there was they, pu- it pushes you to go out and see the city, go talk to people, socialize. Uh, the key thing but, is socialize. The key, well, yeah, well, one of the key things is know how to work with people and know how to show your craft. Yeah. Know how to do those two things. And I feel like that's it takes time. You have to understand how to take no for an answer. And you have to understand, you know, how to really get the shit kicked to the fan. But at the end of the day, you need to be ready. You need to be ready to meet people. You need to be ready to give. When they ask, like, what do you do? Don't say, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I know every single time I say it, I'm like, well, I'm a voice actor. I'm a professional yo-yoer. Um, I've been doing. I play. I can play a few different instruments pretty almost well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I also have. I also have been on a few different podcasts with people, and I've also talked to many people, and I've done a lot of stuff. And when you get that list, just a, a, it, I, I'm obviously mine isn't built right now, but there's a long list of stuff that I can that you can do, and if you've done it. You can tell people that you've done it, give them your proof in the means of mm-hmm. a, a business card. And when they look at you, yeah, wait about a week, but watch what happens after that week. That person will call you. They'll question things. And like you will have showed them that you do work. But um, if I could give a lesson for anybody here today. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, I'm new to the I'm new to the all this. So. I'm about as in the dark as anybody else, but if I've learned anything from the yo-yo community at all, um, meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends, and don't think about the money. Yeah, well, and continuously work. Yeah, and don't ever give up. Like, the one thing I'll say is you don't want to be that art. Like, it's one of those ones, because you meet those kind of artists who are like, yeah, I'm not in it for the money. I feel like, full fucking shit. If you're not in it for the money, then what, you know what I mean? Like, then you go get a regular fucking well, yeah. job because clearly this obviously is for you. aim to make a, the, to make some type of money, but enjoy yourself. Have it be yeah. the first things first is have fun. You want to do something mm-hmm. you love and make money doing it. That statement that exactly. you don't want to I mean. you don't want to like, make money doing something you love. You want to do something you love and make some money. Exactly. You want it to take yeah. care of you. It's kind of like whenever people tell me they're in band. And mostly it happens with bands more than anything else. They're like, yeah, we're just going to play for the fun of it. I'm like, why the fuck would you put all that work and yeah. effort into it if it wasn't going to like provide for you? Because I don't. to me, I'm one of those kind of people like if it's not going somewhere, I feel like it's kind of a waste of time. And I know that not everybody has those kind of mindsets. But to me, it's like one of those ones. If I'm going to do something, yeah, I'm going go to go 100%. I don't want to half You can't just ride yeah. the train and, wanna, like, and go to nowhere. People will say, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, about the journey, not the destination. I'm like, the destination is a whole new journey in itself. But if you don't know where you're going and you don't know how to get there and you don't have any drive yeah. to get there, you're just sitting at the bus stop. You're not waiting for a bus. You're just sitting there saying a bus will come. Every time a bus passes you, you're like, yeah. well, that wasn't my bus. Fuck it. And if you're not making a couple bucks along the way, it's like you're literally just shoveling yeah, money into like, a fire. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that like in a bad way, but it's like you want it's like, yeah, the reason you play in a band is because this is what you want to do you literally as your career. The reason you do voice acting is, yeah, you want to make money doing it as well as ones. You know, I mean, I always I kind of use this thing, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask people like, OK, 
Would you rather work a job that you fucking love? It is the most funnest job ever. Maybe it's, you know, and it's not like, I'm not going to say it's like the most amazing job, but it's something cool. Like, hey, you fucking work at a comic book store that you really dig. You work at a fucking mom and pop video game store, something like that. But you only get paid minimum wage. You only get paid like eight, eight or ten dollars like an hour. Currently, what I'm state. at, I'm working at Starbucks, okay. but I'm meeting so many fucking people. Okay, and then I ask the people, I go, or you got to work a job that you fucking yeah. hate. It's hard labor. It's dangerous. It's funky. Everything like that. But you get paid like sixteen dollars an hour. It's amazing how many people will tell me like, no, I'll take the sixteen dollar like, an hour job. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You got the job where it's like you're gonna have the best days of your life, even if it is, you yeah. know what I mean? But I mean, it's something you're a hundred percent into compared to something you fucking hate, but you get paid twice yeah, as much because not, you hate like, it. Like that's not worth it at all. Like, at what first, the fuck? And then you get into it, and you realize how much your time is really worth. Because you're doing something you fucking despise. Yeah. Like, let's take, for example, you're working in a soup kitchen and you make, like, uh, you're making, like, $20 an hour. But sometimes those crackheads yep. end up throwing some needles at you or some mm -hmm. people end up pulling you off to the side. Yeah, the danger of it is real. Yeah, there's a danger. Um, but yet some other people end up falling into areas where they're comfortable and they make a, not a lot of money, but they make enough money to get by. But they're doing something they love. They're doing something they enjoy. Like, yeah, obviously Starbucks isn't my isn't isn't my career, but it's definitely better than you know sitting inside of a smoke shop. But you you don't go inside there every day and have the notion of like either one of these days I'm gonna shoot myself or I'm gonna shoot everybody else. Yeah, here. no, and I've, that's never, the you, I, I've never. You don't want to be in that job where it gives you those. Even if they yeah. just come in once in a while, if you start to get those in your head where that's what you're thinking, and it's like that's not thinking like some kind of sociopath. Back away immediately. That's just literally getting to the point where like you just fucking hate it. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got to get out of there. It's like, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's the thing, though. It's like, well, like I was working, I was working at Outback Steakhouse, and I loved everybody there. I really did. All my coworkers, all of my, all of my managers, they were all so cool to me. But there was this vibe there that I just wasn't feeling like. The amount of work that I was doing and the money I was making was about on par with what I wanted. But I was like, I feel like I'm stuck in a box. I was in the to-go area. I was like, I'm in a box. I need to I need to start doing my own thing. Um, I stopped working. I started doing voice acting and I worked at a smoke shop. And then I was like, okay, I need a little bit more work. <laughs> then I went to Starbucks. And now they're working me twice as much for not enough money. But um, now I'm meeting more people and I'm socializing with people on a regular basis. See, that's cool in and itself. And also, they give me coffee. Speaking of coffee, um, I have to start heading off to work. Cause I, I was have... thinking that. I was looking at the time. I'm like, well, you yeah. got to get out of here pretty darn yeah, soon. Yeah, it's like so. 5. It's 5.05. All so, right, everybody. So, so yeah, start I'm gonna, really quickly, this is apparently what happened to Dunnigan's internet. I got the, I got the answer. Oh, It cool. says, his roommate changed the internet service before telling, and uh, it ended up canceling. So, uh, go figure. That's bound to happen. But, um, yeah, if anything, any take-home message from this, just including the internet issues, is that, hey... You know, I mean, it, learn as much as you fucking can, yeah. do as much work as you possibly can, and meet as many people as you can. But sometimes at the end of the day, you got to fucking bite the big dick and take that $100,000 key yeah. card, whether you have to, you know, ask the president for some cash and go out there and do it yourself or, you know, have a bank, you know, putting some ball and chain on you. But other than that, though, somehow, some way, whatever you have to do, fucking do it. Exactly. And love what you do, everybody. Yeah, fucking America. God damn it. Alrighty. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I am Austin Cook. And that was Ryan Dunnigan. And poor Ryan got booted off because the internet. But, you know. So, yeah, check out oldmanorange.com. And we'll see you some other time. See you guys later.
and I will see you later, good sir. Okay, Austin. I will talk to you in a bit. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.